This Jazz playoff game is in the books, and you heard from all the players and the coaches. Now it's time to hear from you. This is Jazz Playoff Overtime on the Zone Sports Network, featuring your phone calls and tweets. Now with a recap of tonight's game, here's Austin Horton on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I am Austin Horton, but I'm not here alone. I'm here with Johnny Lightfoot. Hey, buddy. Hi, Johnny. Hey, buddy. And Alex Lundberg. Hi, Alex. What's up? Evening, gents. One, Evening. It was a lot to a little, the final score tonight. 141. Well, not so little. 129 for the Memphis Grizzlies. Jazz, even the series. Still a lot, but not as much. A lot. <laughs> a lot to almost as much. It was good. It felt good. It was a good vibe here. I mean, the most points ever scored in a playoff game by the Utah Jazz. That was good. In, and that's not in – that's regulation. That's four quarters. There was no overtime. No overtimes, no double overtimes, just regulation time. John ja Morant got his franchise record 47 points in for the Memphis Grizzlies. Pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, and I – you know, Tim and Jake were just talking about, is this what it's going to be like the rest of the way? We'll get into that. We'll talk about Donovan Mitchell's return. We'll talk about Mike Conley's insane stat line tonight, and we'll get into this thing from top to bottom. But your phone calls, until you stop calling, we're here taking your calls. 855-340-ZONE. DJ and PK need the mics at 6 a.m., but until then, we're here for you. 855 855- Three four zero zone. Your Jazz get it done. One forty one, one twenty nine. While you call in, here's how this one went down. Following a pregame ovation for Sixth Man of the Year Jordan Clarkson and an earth-moving roar from the introduction of Donovan Mitchell, a very restless home crowd at Vivint Arena was fired up after having to wait for a delayed tip-off due to national TV coverage. They didn't have to wait long for more reasons to get up out of their seats, though. Brooks attacking Gobert to the rack, goes up, blocked by Rudy. Hubris is not your friend. Conley, left-hand drive in the lane, kicks out. Donovan's first shot of the night. I don't think I need to tell you. It was good. John Morant and company bounced back and took a slight lead going into the first commercial break of the game. Donovan Mitchell, he responded. Donovan working Brooks at the top, comes off a favors pick, pulls into three, gets fouled and hits. Oh, and he's high-stepping back the other way. Clapping, fired up. Boyan then made his presence felt with a back down low post lay-in that left Grayson Allen in the dust, followed by this punctuation mark on the first quarter. Boyan running the floor, attacking Allen, big steps to the rack, finds Ingles, that's the right corner, that's Happy Valley, that's three! Running for three, time out on the floor, Utah 21, Memphis 16. After one, it was Utah 36, Memphis 27, with the Jazz having shot 7 of 10 from 3. Rudy Gobert, he kept the crowd in it in the second quarter with a couple of lightning strike plays. Rebound Gobert, outlet to Niang, finds Ingles left side, Joe looking to pass to Clarkson, wraps it around to Conley, baseline drive, lobs to Rudy, slam dunk. Fabulous basketball. Quinn Snyder talked about playing with the pass. How about that? Dylan Brooks back cut to Morant going to dunk on Gobert, and he gets eviscerated at the rim. All the players are looking up at the replay. The way the arena works, there's two little screens underneath the jumbotron. The players can see 
and they all just looked up to watch the replay of Rudy's block on John Moran a minute ago. But the Grizzlies' Kyle Anderson kept Utah's lead at bay with a fast break. 63-47, Jazz by 16, Ingles driving. Throws up top to Bogdanovich, but it's intercepted by Anderson. A fast break the other way on a live ball turnover and a pass. Joe Ingles got caught in the air and threw it back the wrong direction. But that Bo Jingles connection was still strong. Niang kicks to Ingles, underhand scoop Bogdanovich, right corner, three, pow! 21 point lead for the Jazz, 56 seconds left. And at the half, it was a 20.74-54 Jazz lead as a team Utah went 10 of 19 from deep and out-rebounded Memphis 27-17 in the first half on the glass. Donovan Mitchell and Boyan Bogdanovich led the Jazz with 14 each at the break, while John Morant put in 22 first-half points for the Grizzlies. He was the only Memphis player in double digits heading into the third quarter, while Grizzlies center Jonas Valanciunas had been limited to just seven first-half minutes with three fouls. And when the second half opened, Donovan Mitchell, he hadn't cooled off at all in the locker room. Donovan, pull back three over Brooks. Oh, Donovan! Donovan torched Brooks last year, or excuse me, in the regular season. He just left him behind on that pullback three. The Grizzlies weren't ready to call it a night, however. Morant gets in the lane, gets to the left side of the lane, pops the right-hander up and in. Bogdanovich, quick three the other way, front rimmed it no good. 87-73, Jazz by 14, Morant goes behind the back, sees Gobert, hands it off to Brooks who lays it up and in. And Memphis is scoring at will here to open up the second half. The Jazz are not getting stops. And things didn't get any more comfortable for the Jazz at the halfway point of the third quarter. Lead is down to eight. Moran in the push, working the right side, goes behind his back. He wants to get to the left. He drives right, gets stopped, gives it back out. Valanciunas for a line drive, three, no good. Rebound goes over Conley to Moran, who lays it up and in. It's down to six. And it's nervous time in Salt Lake City. A 22-point lead has evaporated in a drought of defense. Out of that timeout, Favors got a dunk down the middle of the lane, but Memphis came right back with a Valachunas hook shot and a Kyle Anderson three to cut the Jazz lead to 93-88. DeAndre Melton then turned the bleeding into a full-blown hemorrhage. Here's Morant, fast break, and he is quick. Cut off, gives it out to Bain. Early pick from Valanchunas in the lane. Hooks a pass to the corner. It's Melton for three. He hits, and he's not even a good three-point shooter, though he improved greatly this year. It's a two-point game. The Jazz stretched things out of here, leading 103-97 to begin the final frame of regulation. Rudy Gobert got the quarter started with an angry move. Conley works the right side, bounces to Rudy, attacking the rim, and he dumped on Jackson. A little Mike side Conley's pick and roll. Oh, yeah. Went back to it. Good call, Ron. Mike Conley got in on the fourth quarter action as well. Ingles pick and roll with Gobert. Conley flares to the top. They find him. He bypasses. Now he takes the three and hits the three. Mike Conley has 17 points and nine assists. George Niang added his touch. Gobert taps it out to Clarkson. Swings it back to Niang. Right side, three. Yes! Now, I was just about to say, Merck, Niang doesn't have 16-foot arsenal. I mean, his range is, is, is 25 feet. And Clarkson's quick hands gave the Jazz a 17-point cushion. Conley driving to the rack, 
Hooks to the corner to Niang. Right side three is offline. Loose ball rebound off Gobert. Picked up by Clarkson. Lays it up and in. Jazz by 17. The rebound ricocheted right into the breadbasket of Jordan Clarkson up the bounce and he laid it up and in. The poorest Jazz defense on the night, though, it returned and gave the Grizzlies life. Conley comes off a double stagger to the left. They've run this play a lot. Now finds Rudy on a roll. It gets knocked away by Brooks. Picked up by Anderson. Ahead to Jackson. Fast break dunk. Live ball turnover. 121-110. Clarkson. Jordan's 4 of 10 shooting with 16 points, the sixth man of the year. Driving at Morant, goes horizontal, now works the baseline, puts up a right-hander, misses. Rebound controlled by Jackson. Fast break again, Brooks dunks. And they're just running down the Jazz throat, and Memphis simply won't go away. A pair of Conley free throws put the Jazz back up 10, 124-114, but a John ja Morant dunk gave him 43 points on the night still with six minutes and change left in the game. But for every impressive bucket scored by Morant, Mike Conley had a stat of his own to chip in. Kyle Anderson strips it, push ahead to Brooks, fast break to the basket, over the top of Do Mike Conley, and that's a charge. Mike Conley has done it all. And while Dylan Brooks was screaming sweet nothings at Kane Fitzgerald, Donovan Mitchell drove around him and found no resistance at the rim. Donovan's got the basketball. He crosses over Brooks. He drives the lane. He goes to the window. He lays it up. It twirls around and around and around, and it finally goes in. And Utah's going to even the series in a game apiece. In the end, if you like offense and dislike defense, this was your game to see as a Jazz fan. 141 points by the Jazz tonight, the most ever in franchise history. This is the number one defense versus the number seven defense in the NBA. And the series is tied at one game apiece. Tied at one game apiece, it is 141-129. Jazz Grizzlies, an all-star game broke out in the final score. You are right about that last sentence there. If you like offense and dislike defense, <laughs> that's exactly what happened in this game. Indeed it was, and Tim and Jake talked about whether or not that's going to be a precedent for the rest of the season. We'll get into that, but right now, your phone calls 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Jazz win it, our guy, Robin. Hi, Robin. Hey, Welcome Robin. to the show. Good to have you back. Hey, what's happening, guys? Thanks for calling in. Hey, man, it's awesome to go to work and to be able to call a post game show. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, love it. Thank I you. This. Much like doing that in the 90s, this game reminded me of a game in the late 80s. Nothing but offense. Uh, Morant, man, he doesn't he remind you of a young Donovan? Too young to know any better. Just keep driving and score. Hopefully that'll backfire on him. I hope he tries going for 50 every game in the series, and let's give him his and try to stop everybody else. But uh, hopefully, let me say hopefully nine times. <laughs> uh, just pick up the defense, and uh, game three is going to be intense, man. They got me a little nervous. But thanks for taking my call, and you guys stay safe. 
Thank you, Robin. Thanks, good, Robin. Good to hear from you always. Uh, a young Donovan. Yeah. I laughed at that because Donovan's like 19 years old still uh, in my eyes. And, Were they draft like a year apart? And, and John, no, John Morant <laughs> is, is uh, I think, 14 years old. So You know, but he brings up a good point where I, I, being a Wait, little nervous. Wait, just for- in. No, those are inaccurate ages, but oh, you okay. get the point. Yeah. I got the point. Yeah. You know, he brought up a good point, though, with the uh, a little nervous for game three. I have that little bit of nervous for game three as well. Not really? Gonna lie. I do. Going back to their house, you know, I mean, let's be honest. It's We blew them out this game. They they killed us in the first game. But there was a point there where they started coming back, and the Jazz weren't looking that good for a little bit. Yeah, the, the Jazz gave up 43 in the third right. and 32 in the fourth. But the Jazz scored 141 points. You're right. There was a lot so to score there. If you give up 129 points, that's not good unless you score more than 129 points, and then it doesn't matter. You're not worried about Game 3 at all? Not in not, the slightest. Not even 1%? Look, man, I wasn't worried about Game 1, and I still believe the only reason Game 1 went the way it went was because the Jazz missed 35 threes. And didn't take enough twos. I don't think it was about the Grizzlies. I really and they most of the Jazz looks from three in game one were what you would classify as wide open, and they just didn't hit. Right. This game, they still got their shots. They still got their looks, and made them. And made them. That's the difference. Yes. And won by twenty two. So I, wonder, I, I have no concerns about this series. Okay. None. Zero. Okay. It's only a matter of will the Grizzlies win another game or not. I believe they will. I don't, but if they do, that'll be it anyway. I believe they will win one more game, and that's it. And then this game, this series, uh, ends in a six-game yes. series? Yes, yes. 855-340 is on. That's how it's done. Robin is for, was first up. Devin is next on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Hey, Devin. Hey, man. Hey, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thanks hey, for having me. Make sure it's not the last-time caller or last-time listener. Hmm. Oh, definitely not the last time listener, okay. unless Mr. Lightfoot offends me. But I mean, we'll see how Whoa. it goes. Well, I, I, look, <laughs> I have to deal with it every day here. You can you can deal with it every other day. I see. I see what's Austin, going on here. You, Austin's my favorite personality on the station. I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay, real Alex, quick. Hang I don't want to. Which which one of my personalities is your favorite, though? You have to choose. <laughs> All right, the second one. <laughs> what's going on, man? What'd well, you think of Game Two? I thought there was a lot going forward in the series that's going to be relevant from this game. My first one being that Donovan is very, very good, and he impacts the Jazz winning in a way that nobody else but Rudy Gobert does. The second thing is pace. Pace is going to be huge for the Jazz this this whole postseason. If they play with the pace they had tonight, I think that's the main thing about tonight going forward is they played with that pace and yeah memphis scored 120 some points but the jazz scored 141 and they can score that all of the time they didn't have a particularly great shooting night there was some some defensive plays as as much as your teaser would allude to otherwise there was some defensive plays from both teams (laughs) and uh yeah i don't know man jazz are looking really good i would be surprised if the if uh, the grizz took another game but definitely no more than one. John Morant's the real deal. Like yeah. That guy's going to be a problem for a long time. He's going to be a 15-year problem for the Jazz, and it's exciting to see. He's fun to watch, though, right, Devin? In, in a way that I think Dylan Brooks is fun to watch in a way that you, if you were a, a in your team's uniform, you'd probably like him a lot. He's not in your team's uniform, so oh, you yeah. just like – and I'm talking, I'm talking on the court only. 
His personal life, he's oh, yeah. really not the, my favorite person in the world. But Correct. on the court, D- Dylan Brooks is fun to watch, but John Morant's fun to watch even though he's on the other team. Like, he's, he's scoring 47 oh, yeah. points, but not just that. He makes really, really smart decisions for such a young player. Absolutely. Jaw's the real deal. He's got all the skills that you would want on the floor, and he's got the head to match it, where Dylan Brooks is just hit and miss in both of those areas on the court. Well, I don't know anything about mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks off the court, but Dylan Brooks on the court is hit and miss in both of those areas, and when they both have it going – I mean, Dylan Brooks is, is, you know, another Patrick Beverly type kind of guy. Like, he's, he's going to have some games where he's really impacting things. But he's also going to have some games where he shoots you out of it or where he gets some technical fouls or whatever. Jaw's going to be just a steady dude throwing down 25 to 35 points a night and 5 to 10 assists a night and a bunch of rebounds and just making crazy plays all over the court and impacting the game in so many ways. Like, that dude, we're going to have – problems if there's one guy in the nba that i could take on the jazz i think jaw would maybe be it maybe wow. Giannis above him but jaw jaw would be perfect next to donovan like wow. we'd be yeah, he's a bigger guy he could maybe take some defensive assignments for donovan and like donovan be the be maybe with the bigger scorer and jaw would facilitate anyways that's that's never going to happen so we don't have to worry about it but but Jaw's going to be a problem. I really like the jazz in this series and a lot going forward if they can continue playing at the pace they're playing at but Jaws, Jaws going to stick. Before around. we let you go, Devin, more. You, you mentioned there were some defensive plays. Where did you watch this game? Where were you? Oh man, I, I watched. Uh, let's see, I, I watched the first quarter at work, okay, and then I listened to about half of the second quarter while I drove home, and then I went over to my brother's house and watched about the third through half of the fourth quarter, and then I listened to you guys to take it home. So let's see, when when did uh, Rudy Gobert have that big block on Jean Morant? It was in the second quarter. Yeah. The, yeah, second or the third. That was that was huge. That was a big turning point for the game because then like Locke, so aptly put it, he, he didn't come in again into the paint for a while. You know? My it question was, was going to be, did you yell and scream and stand up like the rest of the arena did on that block? Because I, th- oh, I think the Grizzlies bench yelled and screamed at that one. <laughs> That was it, it would have been hard stupid. not to. That gets everybody hypey. I mean, the two-handed awesome. block on a poster attempt, like I spilled my seltzer everywhere. When ESPN runs a highlight of Rudy Gobert blocking instead of being dunked on, then you know it was a good play. Oh, let's not kid ourselves. ESPN <laughs> isn't playing that. They did. They did. They did. I did promise. They? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm surprised the Jazz got even one highlight. Devin, right. you're well, the go man. Rudy. Thanks for calling in. And Thanks, call in after game Love three, buddy. Thanks. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. We had Robin. We had Devin. And now we have Jordan. Good. Wow. Good morning, Jordan. How hey, are Jordan. you? Hey, how you all doing? We're great. Good, man. How are you? Tired, but good. Oh, my gosh. That was a good game. Wasn't it? Wasn't it awesome? What well, Didn't it feel <clears> good <throat> to see the Jazz win that playoff game? It was. Uh, I have so. Many, I have like a few thoughts to share. So sorry if I'm taking a lot of time. But oh my gosh, that was a fun game to watch. What is your first thought? What's your first overriding thought and reaction? So I want to ask you guys your thoughts on what I'm thinking to see if I'm overreacting. But uh, when I got back from watching the game with my friend, um, I looked on Twitter and saw that Kendrick Perkins said something oh, that yeah. I thought was ridiculous about. The refs are basically 
from what I understood, like cheating the Grizzlies. Yeah, what he said and was the referees are cheating this young Memphis team, but what do you expect <laughs> when you're on the road in Utah? That's uh, funny. That's funny. And I, you know what? Why yeah. why do we care what Kendrick Perkins says? It's good point, uh, just, Austin. It's like a former – never mind. I was going to say something political. Why do we care what Kendrick <laughs> Perkins says on Twitter? <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Mm. No, I agree, but the, the reason why I want to ask this question is because me and my friend are both thinking, and again, John Moran is one, uh, I guess, from my, but he's a heck of a player. <laughs> but I saw a lot of ticky-tack fouls for him and some others that I thought, at least in the playoffs, where it's usually hard to get fouls, you have to really be hit hard, I think. And I didn't see that happening a lot for our guys driving in, for the most part. That last play by Donovan Mitchell, where he got bumped physically, that was, should have been a foul if uh, all the John Moran fouls were being called, I mm-hmm. think. But he didn't get the call, ends up on his butt. Um, and I think John, I think Donovan Mitchell is a bigger star than John Moran, but for some reason it feels like the refs were putting John Moran at a higher level of respect than Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion. And that's why I want to know, is that what you guys saw as well, or was I biased watching the game? Uh, well, I think inherent in being a fan is is being biased. <laughs> so I think you're all right. You 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 at least know that that's part of it. The thing about referees is they're gonna drive you crazy no matter what happens. No matter mm-hmm. no matter if your team wins or loses, loses yeah. the referees are gonna have four or five moments that you're gonna remember and go, oh, that was a horrible decision or where was that call or and you might even see where uh like you pointed out morant gets a call almost on an exact play that mitchell doesn't get a call what has to happen though is when we yell stand up in our living rooms and yell and scream at kane fitzgerald and 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 james capers and jb DeRosa on the on the broadcast the jazz under quinn snyder at least are, are preached to and uh adhere to you don't complain to the referees because it wastes opportunities to talk to each other it wastes opportunities to get back on defense and that's all Quinn Snyder's all about using all the time that you have allotted in a game to try and win the game Donovan Rudy and others at times you, you can't never respond to a referee moment but when I look at something like a Kendrick Perkins comment that says the Jazz were favored by the referees and then I go to John Morant's line and he shot 20 free throws mm-hmm. of the 38 free throws the team took. John Morant had 20 of them. Then mm-hmm. I really discount what Kendrick Perkins has to say. Because yeah. the, the free throws agree. were 31 for the Jazz, 38 for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies took seven more free throws. So tell me again how the referees, at least in this game, were favoring the Utah Jazz. That It makes no sense. But Perkins claimed that the Jazz were going to lose this series in his pre-game or pre-series uh, predictions. So when the Jazz win a game, he's going to have to grasp for some straws. And again, why do we care? <laughs> why do we care? <laughs> that, that's former Jazz man Kendrick Perkins, I know, by the way. But why do we care? For like an hour and a half <laughs> at one point in his career. So, Hey, uh, Jordan, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. And please call again, okay? For sure. And Austin, you're one of my favorites, so keep on being you. Ah, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> this is this is a uh, good when my family calls in. Yeah, would you pay <laughs> checks in the mail my, on that one? My or? brother Devin and my cousin Jordan. Uh, you know, Austin, here. I want to go back to something that Devin said about pace of this game. 
if the Jazz can keep it up. I think a lot of this pace was uh, the fact that Donovan was back on the floor. The whole team was excited. And they came – I mean, Don, Donovan came out like a cannon. Yeah. Just, you know, all over the place doing everything. He was Superman. I don't know if game three will be the same. I think it will still be energized, but I don't think it's going to have that we got our guy back feeling, especially after everything that happened in I game see. one. The emotional boost the will emotional be The emotional boost yeah. was huge. Yeah. I, I'll go along with that. But um, I, I don't know that it will have a huge negative impact, though, either. No, but I don't think – I think that's part of the – excitement of this game and part of the win of this game was that excitement of having our guy back uh before we get out to the phone lines jack derek and mickey hold tight alex i gotta get your thoughts on this game tonight before we get too deep what is your reaction i mean with the exception of the third quarter i thought most of this game went the way that i expected and the way that i thought game one would go okay um you know the third quarter shows kind of what i expect the whole series to kind of reflect in that you're never really going to have a comfortable lead against Memphis. They're that team that's gritty. They're going to fight and claw their way back. They're going to make it tough. The, the Jazz, I think, came out at halftime thinking maybe they had already won the game, forgetting that they had two more quarters to play. Yeah, there's that. And Memphis hit them in the mouth, and I think that's something that's going to cons- consistently happen. Yeah, well said, because in Game 1, I made these mistakes in both games. Game 1, the Jazz were up 14 and I went, oh, well, this is the, – the, the Grizzlies, because it's the NBA, they'll go on a run, but the Jazz will keep it at double digits the rest of the way. That didn't happen. They lost the game. Tonight, the Jazz are up 16, and I foolishly went, well, this is going to be a – They were up 20 a, at half. A, and then they're 20 at half, yeah. and they did win by 22, but outscored by 14 in the third quarter, giving up 43 points. And to what Alex is saying and what you were alluding to as well, Johnny, and what Tim and Jake were also talking about is – this might be what we see the rest of the way. Sure. It may not be a diamond-studded defensive series for the Utah Jazz. It's going to be high offense. But as long as they're hitting on their shots, it's not going to be a series. Would you say that uh, the Grizzlies are probably not a typical eighth seed? Um, well, I don't know about that because the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies fought their way into the playoffs like no other team literally in NBA history has had to do. Sure. So the, in that in that realm, in that way, they're not a typical eight seed uh, because they've been playing for their season to live on longer than any other team in the Western Conference currently. Right. But you think of their last three games before the playoffs. Well, the last three games before this one. I mean, they knocked off San Antonio. They knocked off Golden State and they won game one against the number one seed. Here's what I'll say about them not being a typical eight seed. I think they're a year on paper. They're a year early here. Okay. You think, but they're they're just here. Getting, you think they're just getting hot at the right time? I think that they're ahead of schedule. Okay, yep. I can see that. And I, mean, I don't think that they're going to regress anytime soon either. They're going to be on this same trajectory we saw the Jazz go on. The Jazz had that 25-win season. Uh, then Quinn Snyder came in, took over, and they've mm-hmm. been on this trajectory for now, what What has that been, seven years? Yes. Eight years, something like that. And now here the Jazz are as an NBA contender think you're going to see similar trajectory for the Grizzlies. So how do you feel then if Jaw starts end, uh, averaging around that 45 points a game, Mark? You okay with that? If the Jazz are winning, yeah. What does it – that's good for his history book, but the history books only remember the champion. You're right. So 855-340-ZONE. Jack is next on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Hi, Jack. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're great. Good, man. How are you? Not too bad. Just on my way back from the stadium right now. Cool. Where were your seats, Jack? 
Uh, we were in uh, one of the boxes right under the. Well, uh, oh well. Well, is this is this uh, Monson money? Is this Jack Monson? Yes, that's what I was. Going to <laughs> good no, for you, man. No. Was it a good time? It was a blast. Good. We were lucky enough to, uh, you know, have the company take care of it. Uh, Sweet. Uh, Big T swung in and said hi, just all on his own. That was cool. He's a great guy. Um, he does that all yeah, on his own, by the way. Class act. For, for, yeah, he, yeah, no he, one tells him to go do that. Nope, he he's just does it. He's just into jazz fans. He likes it. He's a good yep, good person. Cool. Yep. All yeah, right. Well, glad you were at the game. What'd you see from your box? Uh, a, a packed arena, which was nice. Yeah. Um, just my perspective that that was a game Rudy Gobert won for us. Uh, every time the defense kind of disappeared, it was him that would step up and rally the troops. He's kind of, uh, he's always struck me as the defensive captain. You know, if Donovan's the offensive captain, Rudy's the one that yells at everybody on the defensive end and gets them uh, where they're supposed to be. Um, and he just, he made a lot of big plays when it, when we really needed them, which, you know, was obviously was huge for us tonight. Uh, it was good seeing those shots go down. I heard, uh, the Memphis play-by-play guys interview or whoever he was earlier in the week talking about uh, how we had 41 wide-open threes and only made 12, and that that just wasn't going to happen again. And he was right. Yeah. Didn't, and it probably won't again. Yeah, so, that was uh, right. Rob Fisher, sideline yeah. and studio host for the Grizzlies broadcast. Smart guy. Great there we guy. Go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. And he, he nailed it. And I think that's going to be the rest of the series as well. Now, I'm going to throw another analogy about Rudy Gobert your way and see what you think of this, Jack. I think he's the closest thing in basketball to a soccer goalie. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I could see that. Because the soccer that. goalie or goalkeeper or whatever you want to call it is constantly yelling out the defensive assignments. Yep. But he's the eyes behind everybody. He's the last line of defense. And everyone knows that if you've got a, a Buffon in the goal or whatever, a really good goalie, that if you miss a, a, an assignment, he's probably going to make you look okay. And that's Rudy Gobert. If you miss an assignment or two, Rudy's back there to clean it up. Right. And to Jack, to Jack, to your point, this is a 129-point performance by the Grizzlies that could have been a lot more if Rudy Gobert is not in the game. Absolutely. And not, not could have, would have been a lot oh, more. Absolutely yeah. would have. Absolutely would have been, yep. So I, I like what absolutely you're saying 100%. There. Hey, thanks for calling in, and glad you got to attend the game. Thanks, guys. That's Jack, yeah. 855-340-ZONE. Should we get back out the, the phone line? Let's do. Yeah, let's get it back out the phones. I got I want to talk about a stat here afterwards, but let's get let's get another caller in. Derek, what's going on? Welcome to Jazz Playoff Overtime. Hey Derek. Yo, yo, what's up? So Yeah, what's up? Hey, uh so I called last game, talked about those offensive rebounds, and I think the Jazz fixed that this game. I didn't really see much, but then the refs helped too with getting Valentine's staff. But sure, I remember anyways, that call. I, yeah. Thanks for calling back. Yeah. Yeah, that's man. funny because that's the stat I was just going to say I wanted to talk about. So tell about. us the stat, Johnny. Well, the stat, remember last yeah, time, I believe it was 16 offensive rebounds for the Grizzlies and what was it, 9 for the Jazz? This time it's 12 offensive for the Jazz and 9 for the Grizzlies. So almost a complete swap Yeah. from last game. And I did see Royce go after a lot of boards, too. That was nice to see. So um, we were wondering who was going to do it. But, yeah. Um, my, my next point, I just want to give a shout-out to John Moran, man. That guy – what a, what a guy to be able to – I mean, I'm a Jazz fan, but, man, that guy's just showing something, isn't he? Yeah, he's – Was, like, sec- second year in the league? Yes. Yep. And he's playing against one of the best defenses in the last two two years or for a while, 
and best team in the league, best defensive player in the league, and he's putting up 47. It's just impressive. I mean, and he's doing all in the paint, which is also kind of scary. It's like, what the? Doing all inside. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's just crazy. He's relentless. So he he is yeah. absolutely relentless. Nothing gets to him. Nothing rattles him. He had his life taken from him by Rudy Gobert in the second quarter. Yeah, it was awesome. And he scored 47 in this in this game. The only thing, though, I don't want to yeah. see teams keep or players keep scoring 50 points on us, like what happened last year with Murray in the playoffs. Yeah. They got all these 50-point games. Now Jaws hovering around that 50-point. I don't want to see players get 50 points anymore. I don't. I don't either. I just think uh... – we do have to stop him. Obviously, that's our game plan for next game. You know, stop that guy, I think, comes into an easier win for sure. I mean, 47 points, and we sneak out. I feel like even though it felt like there was a blowout sometimes here and there, we kind of snuck it out, here, you know. Yeah, you're bit. right. Well, guy, what, did um, it get down to three again on this one? Yeah. And then, yeah. That was two at one point, actually, I believe. Two. Like that. I'm, I'm kind of rooting for Jaws and trying to challenge Rudy. Again. I want to see, see if he goes for it. Show me what kind of player he is. Well, yep. I want to challenge well, any player to go up against Rudy in the paint where it's just one-on-one like that. I love it yeah, when he yeah. just puts it right back in their face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll see how it happens. <laughs> but, yeah, that's all, I, that's all I want to say. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Thanks for calling Derek. back. Get you after game three as well. 855-340-ZONE. Before we get to Mickey, as long as guys are scoring 50 points but the Jazz are winning, what, what 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 bothers you about that? I just don't like. They don't like get an extra ribbon or anything. Do no, they, huh? but I just don't like that confidence boost. They lost. Still, <laughs> still, the, fifty points is a benchmark for a lot of players. The fifty point club, they even call it. I don't want to see people keep getting in that on the Jazz. I would be much happier if it was a closer win and Jaw only had thirty nine points. So if the Jazz lose, but Jaw had eleven points, you're okay with that. No, I'm not okay with the loss, but I'm okay with the fact that they did much better defense on Jaw. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is uh, almost 30 points over his uh, season average. That's what I'm getting at, yeah. you know. I mean, I get it. You know, let him score because then someone else has to beat you. But I still don't want to see that 50-point club keep getting rung up on the yeah. Jazz. Where, you're, where you're, you're absolutely correct is the Jazz give up 47 to Ja Morant and have a, a, a less good shooting night. Not even right. bad, but a less good shooting night. This is a different game. This is a diff- totally different game. Eight five five three four zero zone. Mickey has been very patient. Hi, Mickey. And sir, I've been wanting to argue with you for five years. Who's that? But you doing? My name to argue with you. I love what you do. Who? Me or Johnny? And Austin. Oh, and Johnny. Okay. You yeah. working this late <laughs> after a game? Yeah. I love it. Oh, thanks. Bro. And. And I watched the game and listened three different places tonight. And Memphis, badass team. We love our jazz. Do you like the fact that you can move on instead of asking questions about uh, injuries and whatever? Oh, Austin? yes. Yes, Mickey. I'm so, I was Just, so sick and tired of it. And that's the problem oh. with playoff uh, basketball is you have 19 days between games. And yeah, so you, you talk about on. the same so why thing. Why are you working this late? Why am I working this? And night? I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, man, it's it's better than uh, any other job I've ever had. Uh, I've, I've had, wanted to yeah. argue with you forever, but I hug you, my friend. Thanks for <laughs> letting me call in. Thank you, Mickey. Badass and- game. I listen to you. I love your whole system. Every one of you. Thank you. Thanks, Mickey. thanks, man. Appreciate it. And you can argue with me anytime too. You don't. You. you I'm. I'm glad you like me. 
I'm glad you aren't arguing with me tonight, but I, I welcome yeah, I was the gonna argument say, I thought as he well. was going to like throw down with you right there, but he, got, he let you off He light. will another time. He let you off really light. I, I can tell. I don't know that I've ever met Mickey, but I can tell Mickey's the type that he's going to tell you what he thinks. So let me ask and you, I'm Austin. Cool we, we, we watched part of this game together, and every time you saw Donovan go down, speaking of injuries, did you get a little, uh, little nervous? When Donovan was down, yeah, every time he'd hit the floor, I saw him get up once and hobble a little bit, and I thought I saw some a little bit of a limp pops as well, yeah. And then when he ran straight to the locker room, yeah, or when he fell really hard that one time, and it looked like he was kind of writhing in pain, but then got back up. Of course, you hold your collective breath and you oh, think, yeah. because as what Mickey was talking about, as sick as I am of talking about injuries and health and drama. It is a big storyline around the Jazz right now. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. If we didn't have 19 game or 19 days between games, <laughs> it wouldn't be that bad. Yep, absolutely. 855-340-ZONE. Our gal Tanya is back on the line. Hey, Hi, Tanya. Tanya. Hi, guys. How are you tonight? We're great. Thanks for calling back Groovy. in. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful now that we've got a win under our belt. Yeah, I now, know. now, just for the other listeners – there's been two games, but now three Tanya calls here on Jazz Playoff Overtime. That's awesome. So well, she's, she's know, the leader in the clubhouse. To... Yeah. But we got to well, win, Tanya. I always have something to say. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> what did you think of this one? <laughs> oh, my God. I loved it. I, just, I can't say it enough. I mean, even the only thing that gets me is, you know, I'm with uh, your well, – I forget your name, hon. I'm sorry. I get so excited that you took my call. But I'm I'm in total agreement with that fifty point stuff because Johnny, all that's it does Johnny, is, yeah, yeah, Johnny, yeah, thank you, sorry. <laughs> but uh, it, it, all it does is manages to swell a, an opposing team player's head, so that every time they face this afterwards, you know they they think that, that they can do it again or they can you know yep. talk crap and and disrespect and all that stuff, you know. So I, I totally agree with you on that aspect oh yeah that, it gives uh, them it gives the them a power right they, they think oh we're gonna go against the jazz and last time i scored 47 i can do that yeah and the, and, the, and i'll have the reps on my side too and it just it just like every foul the other center had tonight what was he doing running up and crying about it i didn't do that dude really because uh, <laughs> watch the replay above your head yeah, Yo- Jonas, yet, Jonas Valanciunas is maybe the most uh, uh, yeah. disagreeable player in the NBA. There's a there's a trend of that going on, actually. He's, there's a lot of that. He's never committed a foul. Not once. In the NBA, and yet he leads the league in fouling They're every all year. They're all fake calls. <laughs> and you know what? Rudy does right? it, too. Rudy every does it, too. But, does it, but not but quite as egregious. We don't see yeah. it that much with the Jazz as we do with, like, LeBron and, exactly. and uh, you know, Our others. Our guys who at least hold their hand up when they do commit a foul every once in a while. That's true. Bogey did it again tonight. Yeah. Yep. He exactly. had his hand up when he committed exactly. a foul. Exactly. Well, Tanya, we still, we still wait. I got. I just want to say, please, by all means, best coach to ever even be a coach or that will ever be a coach, Quinn Snyder, Jerry who? Ooh, wow. <laughs> I mean, he, you got. You mean you that jokingly? We know. I know. No, actually, I don't. I mean, I love Jerry in his day, but Quinn has got a, a God's gift for making a team just. I mean, look at us. We were the we finished first in the NBA. Can you honestly say there's another team whose players get along as well with each other as our team? 
or every time they're pointed at, or, you know, the limelight's on them for something that they did, they point it towards another player, another team member. Well, the Lakers are I mean, a happy that's team. All Quinn. <laughs> the Lakers oh, are come good. on now. Talk about jokingly. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and I think even more, I mean, I think even more uh, complimentary is when the Jazz do have drama. Quinn Snyder somehow always gets it fixed pretty he, quickly. He solves it pretty easily. And yeah. I, in my opinion, he should be Because every family has drama. Of course, That's, but he yeah. should be coach of the year. He, he really be, should be, but, but I don't think be. he will every be year. either. And I, you know what I think is really I cool is the Jazz, like every other NBA team, they send out promotional materials for their season award candidates. Yep. Six-man, defensive player, MVP, most improved player. Quinn Snyder will not allow them to send out Coach of the Year promotional material to the voters. He will not let them do it. That's cool. Jerry who? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's be honest. Yes, Quinn is a great coach. but uh, Quinn is a great coach, but Jerry was a legend. Thank you, Tanya. Uh, We we look forward to your call after game three as well. Thank you so much. 855-340-ZONE. And she, she means that. With respect towards of course. Jerry, yes, she doesn't. Of she she just means that Quinn, in her opinion, is the best coach the Jazz have ever had. He, already surpassing Jerry Sloan, in her opinion, he's done a lot with them, but Sloan still got him to the finals. Different eras, of different course. basketball. Yeah, and I think that that's why you have to you have to draw that line. I think out of respect to the different eras they coached yeah. in, uh, because this this era of NBA ball is an era of NBA ball that. Jerry Sloan would not really like. No, this is not his game at all. It's the three soft, game is not his. And it's a lot of threes. No, yeah. Jerry no. was hard-nosed, and you take when you hit someone, you hit someone. Uh, and, and that's, you know, I think I heard someone once describe that the uh, European style of ball in the 90s is now what you see in the NBA, but at a higher talent sure. level. I, I totally believe that. With all the international players that are coming in, I, I totally see that. Because I remember in the, in the 90s, the, the scores in Europe were in the 130s. On a yeah. regular, and that's what you're getting now in the NBA. And if you remember, the Jazz was like 100 points. That was like, you got to 100 points, you're going to win the game. Lawler's Law. First to 100 wins. Right. Yeah. 855-340-ZONE. Wow. That, that hour flew right on by. Almost an hour. We've been here, uh, well, just under an hour. But Jazz Playoff Overtime, your calls until they stop coming in. 855-340-ZONE. We'll take our first break. When we come back on the other side, more of your reaction. We'll uh, give you the stats of the night. Later in the show, we got to update you on our first results in our Jazz Playoff Overtime Fantasy League. Oh, yes, we do. One of us is happy. Oh, yes, they are. One of us is in the middle, and one hmm. of us is way behind. But it's not really his fault. No. But it's, one of us is happy. It's Johnny's fault. One of us is happy. 855-340-ZONE. We'll be back right here on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Tonight, I'm going to have myself a real good time. I feel alive. And the world, I'm it inside out. I'm floating around in ecstasy. Welcome back, Jazz Playoff Overtime. Austin Horton, Johnny Lightfoot, and Alex Lundberg here with you tonight. The Rejoin song is very special. Uh, I wanted to make sure we gave a a tribute out to Ben Baker, 
uh, a young young jazz fan uh, who who passed away a couple weeks ago. His brother Dan Baker. Many 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 jazz fans, especially those on Twitter, know Dan. His handle is I will be Danned. Uh, he's <laughs> a very active tweet tweet tweeter. Very amazing person and a great jazz fan. And he and his brother Ben really shared a love and appreciation for the Utah Jazz. They've always supported us here at the Zone, and I know that uh, they were sent. Dan and his fan was sent to the game tonight by some very generous Jazz fans, namely Jimmy Rex. And uh, we just want to make sure that we tell the Baker family yeah. we see you, we love you, and we we mourn with you, and we celebrate Ben with you as well. And I, I can't think of a better way than to have the Jazz win one forty one one twenty nine tonight with Dan in attendance. So wanted awesome. to, wanted to give a heartfelt shout out and. And appreciation for uh, Ben Baker and his family that he leaves behind here. Very nicely said, Austin. 855-340-ZONE to be part of the show. 855-340-ZONE. Jazz get the win, even the series at one game apiece. Mike Conley with a monster game we'll get to in a moment. The, The weird third quarter that Johnny wants to talk about as well. I'm disappointed in that third quarter. You're a quarter. masochist. You want to focus on the negative? No, I don't want to focus <laughs> on the negative. I just don't want to see that happen again. And but, typically this year, the Jazz have the third quarter has been one of their best. And uh, we got to get Alex in on the uh, the Jazz playoff overtime fantasy scoring because it was oh. not a great night for Team Lundy. I mean, it usually isn't. So. <laughs> Who's a masochist now? Eight five five three four zero zone. Jake is next up on the show. Hey Jake, thanks hey, Jake. for calling in. Hey guys, how's it going? We're great. How are you? I'm wonderful. I appreciate you guys staying up so late to talk. I actually have uh, seen and talked to Johnny a few times in, inside and outside of the jazz stuff. So Johnny, hello. I was the big dude at the Red Scrubs. Just saw you at the store getting pizza a few weeks ago. Oh so right, man. I remember this. Yeah. yeah. Johnny yeah. smells better than he sounds, doesn't he? Oh my gosh, he's just yeah. an amazing man in yeah. general. <laughs> Whoa. Oh wow! No, um, Checks in the mail. Actually, yeah, no. Just listening to, uh, to to what you guys are saying, I was really confused of how that third quarter could go from you know we we end the, the second half at fifty two points to the Grizzlies, but what forty three was it or forty seven? It was a twenty point lead. Yeah, going into half. So I mean, I just don't understand where that went. The other kind of things I wanted to discuss was. Uh, how you know even just having Donovan on the floor, if he's not necessarily continually scoring all the time, I, he just opens everything up. I think that's why we saw Rudy go to the to the hole so many times tonight and was very successful at that. Mike had a wonderful night again. Uh, Joe finally lit it up. Um, I, I mean, he just opens up our floor so much that you, you really see that from from game one to game two. And then last request is Austin. I got to hear the Gordon for tomorrow. If you could just give me that thing i look forward to the most the gordon what now you're like your gordon voice oh well you know the, the jazz they did win by 22 jake but <laughs> when you look when you look at the the third quarter they, they gave up 47 points to john morant the john morant He's not even, he's a second-year player. You know, John Wooden once told me, if you give up 47 points and win, is it really a win? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I, wrote, I wrote a column about this at sltrip.com if you want to check it out. <laughs> oh, man. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks, Jake. You my night. You're the Anytime. Best. You guys have a good one. Talk to you next game, hopefully. 855-340-ZONE.
Well, you know, one of the things that did happen, Austin, in the third quarter, the effective field goal percentage for the Grizzlies was 75.9%. What? Yeah. Say it again. The effective field goal percentage in the third quarter for the Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> was 75.9%. That's Burn that in a fire dumpster. Jazz did and 60, by that I mean it's a dumpster fire. 61.9 for the Jazz. In the third. In the third. Overall, the night did go better for the Jazz over the Grizzlies in effective field goal percentage. And that's the – by the way, I, I fully 100% subscribe to the idea that field goal percentage is a dead stat. We don't need that anymore. It's effective field goal percentage, especially the way NBA basketball is played now where threes and twos and, and all that, whole, you know, you can look it up if you don't understand. But it's pretty simple. An effective field goal percentage tells a better story than just plain field goal percentage. 78 nearly effective field goal percentage in a third for the Memphis Grizzlies. The good thing is the Jazz overall tonight scored a lot scored and scored a lot. at will. Yeah. But that may not always be the case. And I agree with the Jonas caller. Jonas Valanciunas got in foul trouble tonight. Yes, he did. That may not happen all the time. But I do agree with the caller that said when Donovan is on the floor, it just opens everything up. You don't know who to guard because everyone can shoot and everyone can score. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's concerning, but it's not. I don't think the Jazz need to change anything. No, no, I'm not saying they need to change anything. Unless they're not hitting a bunch of threes and start making those twos. See, that's where we'll disagree. I know. We go. We went about this last time. The Jazz time. are the number one team in the league because they don't take a lot of twos. They right. take dunks and threes tonight and not, not being, melts. Tonight not being in account, though, if you are missing a bunch of threes, <laughs> don't take as many. Make some twos. Two <laughs> is better, better than zero. You know who you sound like right now? Who? Gordon Monson. <laughs> I I can't do the voice. Uh, twos when the two, when the threes aren't falling, take the twos. Oh, open. Yeah, go in, drive scoring in, is better drive than to not the scoring. basket, get the foul, this then you can get your ridiculous. three points. Eight five five, whatever. What's the number? Eight five five. How long you worked here, Gordon? You don't even know the number. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> and by the way, someone someone recently asked me. They were like, "You don't like Gordon, do you?" I was like, "Really? What?" Of course I like it was Gordon that was asking. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. Happy to have you call in. Uh, Alex, we got your thoughts in general about this game. What was it like in the broadcast booth tonight with Locke and Boone? You heard every call. You've heard every call all year, essentially. What what was it? How did it feel in the broadcast booth tonight compared to game one? What was the difference? You know, it, it felt a lot more like the the jazz felt early on it felt like everyone was kind of back in their rhythm you could really feel just the change that donovan's presence brought um where people felt loose they felt relaxed they felt comfortable yeah exactly like it, the rhythm was back and so things just kind of flowed naturally obviously that third quarter mm. things got a little bit weird uh but i mean it it felt like one of those early season games again where the Jazz were just hitting big shots. They were going on runs. They were just they were playing jazz basketball. They were playing the brand that they have been trying to establish this whole season and that they have established this whole season. Uh they were back to 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 what we all recognize. Mm. They're back in the groove of what we expected before Donovan got injured, right? Yeah, to to make a bad Jazz slash music pun. They were back in the swing of things. Mm. Or back in the saddle again. Oh. 
Aerosmith. It is? Air Supply. It was Air Supply. Uh, or did Stella get her groove back tonight? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm just looking at you two. And- it is funny, though. What was the basketball line about uh, the, the jazz? And- the, the, the New Orleans jazz moved to Utah where they don't allow music? <laughs> That's right. And here they are playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Who Music. should probably have Memphis Jazz as their name now. They probably should. Or or Memphis Bluegrass or something. Truthfully, the New Orleans Hornets. Shoes. Oh, the Memphis Blue Suede Shoes. Yeah, and the, the Hornets should the be. The Memphis Hound Dogs? Should be the Utah Hornets. The Utah Hornets? And the New Orleans Jazz. But we're not. I'm we're a not. little bit more pa- partial to the Utah Raptors. Ah. There's an actual but dynasty. there couldn't be a space between Utah and Raptors, right? Because that's the official name of that dinosaur. Right, yeah, but, you know, sports, I mean. Because it's not Utah Raptors, it's Utah Raptors. Yeah, it's one word. Well, I mean, (laughs) people aren't of, like, Celtic origin. They're of Celtic origin, so. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. Uh, What would the Toronto Raptors name then be? The Toronto uh, uh, All-Dressed Chips? I mean, I'd be in favor of that. I need to find. They're phenomenal. There was somebody. Oh, several years ago that wrote this whole long Twitter thread about every single team <laughs> going in on just an every team trade of names and mascots <laughs> to make it all more uniform, to make it all work. The Utah Raptors was in there. Yeah. Sure. Um, New Orleans Jazz. Yeah. Minnesota Lakers. Yeah, man. I can't tell you how many trivia games or or uh, like Trivial Pursuit or geography uh, quizzes I took and passed because of sports knowledge. Like the state bird of of Maryland is what? I don't know. What is it? The raven. Really? Yeah. Wow. The 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 state. Is that why Baltimore Ravens? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, we should be the Salt Lake Gulls, right? Yeah. That's... I mean, the bees were back in like what the seventies. They were. They you go were with the, the grasshoppers. The grasshoppers. Yeah, because that's what the seagulls ate. No, they were Mormon crickets. Whatever. Liter- literally, they were crickets. I am not an authority on this. We have discussed this. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a Mormon thing, other than they <laughs> named it. Anyway, uh, the Utah Mormon crickets doesn't really get. That sounds like a low A minor league ball team, doesn't it? We ever bring a cricket team here? <laughs> now, that would crickets. make sense. But the crickets the sound like, a, like the trash pandas. Steve Clowkey won't call him that. I by the love way. that name though, and the <laughs> fact refuses. that it's Rocket, you know, it's total Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. Hey, well, let's talk for a moment about Mike Conley's oh, game. Oh man, Mike Conley against his former team, as you heard Locke say in the game recap, did it all tonight. He put it down on him. He gave you twenty points. He gave you four boards. He gave you uh, two turnovers only. To 15 assists. Yeah, awesome. On 8 of 16 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, and a cool 1 of 1 from the line. Those 15 assists, the Memphis Grizzlies as a team had 20 assists. Mike right. Conley had as all a but team. 5. As a team. Yeah, yeah. And Conley had 15 alone tonight. So Mike Conley was the utility knife that the Jazz uh, traded him to be, traded for him to be. He did what he was supposed to do tonight and definitely gave it to his old team, and I love it. Uh, now you can't, you can't always count on Mike Conley to give you both double-digit points and double-digit assists. I mean, 15 is a career high, I believe, in the assists. I know it's a season high for sure. Yeah, uh, you're you're rarely gonna get double digits in assists in this modern NBA anyway. But you, it's rare, I guess, when you see a guy of his age 
coming off the hamstring injury that he had late in the season, give you a 2015 night and a plus four from the field. So uh, Mike Conley might have had the best overall game tonight of anybody on either team, even given John Morant's 47. And don't forget about Royce O'Neal. He did 14 points and eight assists, so he's up there too. And the cool thing about Royce O'Neal is that he he is, at least in the first two games of the series, he's using his fouls in a very, very useful way. He's not overextending on the wing. He's not making uh, uh, dives for a ball that he'll never have a chance of getting. He's using them when there's a guy down low that's going to score, he fouls him. He's using them on breaks, and he's using them very smartly, and he's not fouling out or or hurting his team either with those fouls. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. That was eight rebounds. He only had three assists. That's my bad. Oh, but still, 14 points on four of six from three. Right. A very quiet 14 points, and yet it's very, very impactful. Very quiet. Uh, and so the Jazz, all starters in double figures. The Grizzlies, all starters in double figures as well. Uh, and that brings us to our fantasy score update. After game one, we drafted six players each. We flipped the coin between Johnny and I. Johnny went first. Uh, and then jo- and then Alex and I flipped a coin. I went second. Correct. So Alex picked third. How did it turn out? last. How did this turn out? Uh, and uh, Johnny had the first and last pick of the draft is Correct. how this works. That's right. Uh, we add up points, rebounds, and assists. We minus fouls and turnovers and give each player a game score. After one game in the books, Team Lightfoot scored 144 points tonight. Boom shakalaka, baby! John Morant <laughs> had a 51 in the fantasy yep. uh, scoring tonight. That was a good pick for me. Conley, who somehow was the 10th pick in our draft, yep. I, blame it, I blame it on a late night. Not thinking straight, had the uh, uh, second best thirty three points tonight, and that's also on Team Lightfoot. Yep, only uh, followed by my guy Rudy Gobert. So t- Team Lightfoot one forty four, Team Horton ninety one, which is a really good score, but not compared to one forty four, and Team Lundy is sixty six. Your reaction, Mister Lundberg. Um. I think it was always rigged against me. Uh Uh-huh. He's he's going going with the Kendrick Perkins. (laughs) Here we go. He's on to us. You know, though, it it really wasn't fair. Hey, you selected Mieoni with the 16th pick, and he didn't play tonight. But he got Donovan Mitchell. (laughs) You do have Donovan. He had 23. You had Dylan Brooks. He ended up with 20. Uh, my, 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 My glaring mistake as I look at my team is I took Kyle Anderson with my third pick, and he had a, a decent 16 fantasy score tonight. But why didn't I take Mike Conley? Because you weren't thinking, and I Crazy. was. Well, you took Valachunas with your third pick. And I did pretty good. <laughs> 18 points tonight? So it's 144 Lightfoot, 91 Horton, 66 Lundberg. Just give me the trophy. Well, I was going to say this. Who has a better shot of winning this series, the Memphis Grizzlies or Alex Lundberg in the fantasy scoring? I'm going to go with Alex. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I would too, just because I don't think the Grizzlies are going to win The Grizzlies are going to win this series. Oh, they uh, might yeah. win another game. I don't think so. They uh, could, but I, I don't th- think so. I think so. they're going to win game three. I really do. I strongly believe they'll win game three, and then uh, we're going to tie it back up in game four and then bring it home. They're going to go up 2-1 in this series? That's almost worse than 1-0. Maybe. Ugh. 
I think the uh, I think the fact that they're home, I think that they're going to be energized. I think that the fact that the Grizzlies fans will be there, not as many as here, but they're going to be there and they're going to energize them, and uh, they could very easily pull off that win. Well, uh, I, I think that you, I think Alex has a better shot at coming back than the Grizzlies do, but I don't think Alex has much of a shot. Ooh. Does that make sense? That does. So but, I really uh, don't think the Grizzlies have any shot. But let's be honest, in the draft order, he, he, he kind of got clean up. Well, it's, it's we flipped a coin, man. It right. Wasn't, it wasn't. And if it was you, you would have got clean up. And it wasn't It wasn't like a no country for old men type flipping of the coin either. No, it was fair. This is this sort of. <laughs> I didn't see the coin flip. It's Google. It's I did app. not see the coin flip. So, I'll, But, hey, I'm not complaining. Oh, I got the first geez, pick. Jeez, listen to you. Conspiracy. All right, well, uh, the Jazz even the series at one win apiece. If you've got another call, we'll fit you in here at the last second, 855-340-ZONE. Derek is back on the show. Is this the same Derek that called in earlier or a different Derek? Hi, Derek. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same. Welcome Derek. back, Derek. Welcome back, bud. Yeah, just sitting in my driveway. <laughs> yeah, why not? I'll, hey, that's I'll a good compliment. You Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I- I was I forgot to mention about the confidence thing because uh, you brought it up right after how it gave confidence to the Grizzlies about you know hey we're gonna go out and score forty seven on you my guys did that on you you know blah 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 but I hope we stop that and then at the second thing I wanted to say just to get to my main point is uh, you know I I disagree I I, I think uh, the Jazz go out I I was hoping we'd shut all confidence out with the Grizzlies completely shut them down so we go win four straight right now but. I am a little bit on the fence after this win, and for whatever reason, like I was like, uh, I don't know. They kind of held their own a little bit better, seemed like the Grizzlies. But then it's like, you know, if the Jazz want to be a championship team, they need to go out and win on in Game Three. They need to go out and take care of business. What What know? worries me, Derek, is the fact that the Jazz let them back in the game. Now, granted, they pulled away towards the end, but they keep letting teams back in. They need to do a finishing yeah. move. When they've got him up that high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like mean, go Sub like Zero for that. Mortal Kombat. Sub Zero Scorpion. They just need to finish him. Get over here. Finish him. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Yeah. It Thanks, seems like Derek. In the season they were doing that, though. Thanks, but, Derek. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you can go in now. We're about to wrap up the show. But I appreciate <laughs> you. Well, listen, <laughs> well, you got to call game three now. You've called both games, so you can't break the streak. We'll, we'll hear from you Saturday, right? Yeah, they gotta earn it though. All right, thanks, thanks, Derek. And <laughs> speaking of calling back, Derek is chasing for the uh, club, the clubhouse leader for number of calls. Okay, there's been two games, three Tanya calls, two games, three Derek calls. Yeah, Tanya's back on the line to oh. take the lead. Tanya, oh, here we go. <laughs> two games, hey, four Derek calls. Ain't gonna catch me. <laughs> he ain't gonna catch me. No, I always have something to say. What's going on? <laughs> hey, thank you for taking my call again, though, guys. I appreciate of it. No problem. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, the more I listen to you, though, the more and don't you got to forgive me. I am senile. I forget names, but the same one that I agreed with on my last call, there was something that you got. I, I can't remember what it was, but I was found myself in agreement with him again. That's He's me. That's Jonathan. A lot of good. If you keep agreeing with him, I'm going to have to fire him. No, it's Johnny. It's Johnny. Do not call me Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) I won't. I won't. He was was talking to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Austin. All right. What did Johnny say this time that you agreed with? I can't remember what it was, but I I went, wow, he's really 
He's right along the same. And I usually don't find people that are in agreement with me. So it was kind of shocking. I was like, oh, my goodness. Well, don't. You're not uh, alone. I don't remember anything Johnny ever says. So. Oh, nice. (laughs) That'll come back to get you. You watch. (laughs) Thank you, Tony. Yes, it will, Austin. Hey, I got a a quick question for you guys, okay? And I got to go with Derek, the last caller, too, that's trying to chase my number of calls. (laughs) I, I, I'm wondering what the problem is, okay, and I've noticed this, whether, you know, whether it's regular season or playoffs, why is it that, like, for tonight's game, especially the number one uh, team against the number eight team, okay, eight seed or whatever, why is it that they can be up 20 points and they can catch up to us before the end of the quarter they're in? Hmm. I mean, if you've noticed, whenever we've had a decent lead, it only takes the quarter that they come back, you know, after, you know, we go to a a commercial or whatever, we come back and we'll start like a new quarter and they'll be down so many points. Before that quarter is over, they've caught up to us. That's because they're putting, they're putting the ball in the basket more, plain and simple. The third quarter, (laughs) like, like we said earlier, that third quarter shooting percentage was 75.9. Effective, effective field goal from the Grizzlies. That's vomitous. That is insane numbers. And I don't know why the Jazz are, you know, slowed down on the third quarter this time, but historically, third quarter has been their best. Maybe tonight was just a small slip up. But let's enjoy 141 points. Absolutely. And a series evening win for at least a few hours, and then we can talk about bad third quarters on Thursday and Friday. How about that? I hope we don't talk about that. I it's, hope it's uh, it's much better, and I do hope the Jazz win. It's like I say to Gordon Monson. We can talk about turnovers if, one, the Jazz lose. We can talk about turnovers till you're blue in the face. Or if they win, but their turnovers are, uh, you take the, the number of points they won by, which was tonight, what, 22? You divide that in half, that's 11. If they had more than 11 turnovers tonight, we can talk about turnovers tomorrow. I don't know. How many turnovers did the Jazz have tonight? I'm looking that up right now. Uh, stall, stall, stall. Let's take a da, 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 da. turnovers. 12 for the Jazz and 11 for the Grizzlies. So we can talk about turnovers tomorrow. Yeah, that's still a little high. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, the 12 for the Jazz, 11 for the Grizzlies. I think so that – It's even. So it's, it's a minus it's, one. Yeah, it's – if I could, you know, one thing that I want to add to this conversation about, you know, okay, how did they give up so many points in the third quarter? Uh, earlier in the year, Quinn Snyder actually addressed this very topic. And I'm paraphrasing when he said what he said, but he, he basically said, this is the NBA. Everyone is professional here, and 20-point leads are never safe. In today's NBA, that's 100% true. Three, the three ball really changes that. Mm-hmm. And One. so when it, whenever anybody asks, because, I mean, it, it's it's pretty natural for all of us to be like, man, we're, you know, they were up by 22 points. How did they mm-hmm. how did they let them come back in? Because every single person on the floor is a professional basketball player who can make shots like that at any given time. Well, er- earlier tonight, uh, Austin and I were discussing just exactly that about. 10 point leads how it seems like back in the older nba it seems like that was pretty much oh we got a 10 point lead this game's in the books but 
that's now changed. The 10-point lead can change in two minutes. For sure. Well, Johnny and Alex, our thanks to Robin, Devin, Jordan, Jack, Derek, Mickey, Tanya, Jake, Derek, Tanya. Uh, yeah. For calling in after Is Derek a, calling again? <laughs> a game two win for the Utah Jazz. The series is tied 1-1 going to Memphis. 6.30 pregame show here on The Zone on Saturday night. 7.30 tip-off, followed by uh, play-by-play coverage. Jake, Scott, and Tim Lacombe with the post-game show, and we'll be back on the air that night. Johnny will most likely not be with us that night. Yeah, I have a performance that night. Big old rock star over yes. here. But I do want to know. Choosing the bras, throwing <laughs> on the stage over to the Jazz playoff. Over, I'll wear a bra and throw it at you if you need me to. Yeah, to yes. To keep you here. Please. Right. Well, let me film that. But I, I do want to know both <laughs> yours and Alex's uh, predictions for Game 3. Uh, jazz win by 20-plus in Game 3. Alex? I'm not quite so confident as 20-plus, but the Jazz win. Okay. And Johnny, how much do you think the Jazz lose by? I think it's going to be close. Now, you already say, said several times th- they're losing. Game I think three, it's so. going to be less than five points. Fifty dollars on the line. Uh, we it's illegal to gamble in Utah. So uh, fifty shroot bucks on the uh, line. Skittles. <laughs> Skittles. All right. Uh, well, we'll get you there on Saturday night. Uh, Amanda Smith is going to fill in for you. Awesome. So very excited for production assistant Amanda. It's uh, the Amanda Smith show. Wait, no, the Amanda show. You made uh, a show from, like, Amanda Bynes? No, that she's – God, it's so late. The How She Did It podcast hosted by Amanda Smith. There you go. <laughs> she does that. She does a great job. She works uh, uh, Pac-12 TV coverage all the time and, and women's basketball play-by-play, and she does production assistant work here on Jazz Game. She'll be joining us here in the booth. So Saturday night, 6.30 pregame, 7.30 tip-off. Coming up in, wow, four and a half hours – DJ and PK, get you started you on a Thursday. want to just keep the mics open? Let's go. <laughs> on a Thursday morning from ten to uh, or, uh, 6 to 10, Hanson Scotty 10 to 2, the big show, 2 to 7, and then the movie zone from 7 to 8. That's right. We'll be back on the air. We'll be back on the air in 16 hours, 15 and a half hours. 16 and a half hours. No, 15 and a half hours. How's, how's your math? Don't do math it's on 15 air. 15 and a half hours Don't from now. Don't do math on air. I will see you in 15 and a half hours. You will. No, not if I see you Alex, first. I'll see you Saturday, I'm assuming. All right. Everyone have a good night. Thanks for to- uh, tuning in for Jazz Playoff Overtime. We'll see you Saturday night. That's it for tonight. Uh, go to bed. See ya.